You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe Clark, for episode 101. Great to be chatting with you again. <laughs> and you, Richard Sweatman. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so nice to get some uh, messages of encouragement uh, yeah. from our listeners over the last week. Excited about that 100 episodes <laughs> and even a little prize from our friends at Reach Australia, which was uh, very cool. <laughs> that was fun, wasn't it? I love that you posted it on Facebook too because I was like, oh, that's a nice little moment. <laughs> yes. If you're wondering what we're talking about, it's a, it was like a, a trophy with a gold microphone on it, uh, 100 <laughs> episodes. So totally out of the blue. Very kind of Tom from Reach Australia. So um, yeah. it's uh, – yeah, it was <laughs> Time to, to press on with the next 100 episodes, I guess, Joe. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Speaking of trophies, the Laureate yes. Oh, final. yes. How yes, people have been uh, – the very exciting. Uh, Joe, we had uh, – we were there on the field. Everyone turned up. I gave them a little pep talk. I gave them each a little a one-to-one message, you know. So we'll, you know, do this. And someone, you know, show courage. You can do this. And, and, and did the warm-up. Nice. And then uh, very tense first half. Uh, nil all, ball going back and forth, no you know, clear breakthroughs, a few saves from both goalies. Uh, but then second half, there really is not much time for a, a G-up talk or anything. You, you, they're mm-hmm. just getting addressed. You're shuffling a few people around saying, get out there and do it. But second half, we got a goal. Uh, yep, went, uh, some gaps opened up on on one side, and one of our players ran, ran down. Not Andy, but he was sort of you know he was contributing. Yeah. And then uh, our player, yeah, put a put a great goal into the back of the net, and then the things opened up from there, and a lot of back and forth and more space, and we managed to get a second goal. And I could start <laughs> to I could start to breathe easy, and uh, the uh, full time whistle sounded, and we walked away with a two nil <laughs> win. Uh, I thought you were going to say, and then they got four. Oh, no. This is so great. (laughs) No. Wow. Yes, our guys held them out and then um, unbeknownst to me, there was like a a presentation stage had been set up the other side of one of the buildings (laughs) and there was a lady kind of putting medals, you know, we had to line up and get medals. Oh, wow. Our captain made a speech and it was all all quite a big moment. That's Um, quite a ceremony. Yeah. Uh, and so, yep, everyone was on a, on a high. Uh, one of the kids made us do the team chant, which is not really an official team chant, but he's um, he's got a few special needs and he really just loves chants and victories. Yep. Thing, That's so the team got on board. That's so great. Yeah, team got on board. So Andy and I have been on a high uh, over these last few days um, <laughs> for uh, for some uh, football glory, for the first been- in any time. Have yeah. you been recounting moments of joy within the game to each other? Like that moment was so good when that oh, happened. <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit of that. Uh, to, to be honest, it's a, it's a bit of a blur actually. If I could watch the highlights reel, I would because <laughs> I was just looking around, seeing which of the kids had stopped running or um, <laughs> who, yeah, what if what if James's knee was sore and a, a problem or could he go back on or, yeah, wow. this, this sort of thing. So. Um, well, yeah. congratulations to the, the lorikeets under 15, right? Yeah, yeah, thank you, Joe. Taking out the Grand Premiership <laughs> Award. Did you That's get a trophy right. as well? Yeah, well, not a trophy. I got two medals, yeah, for wow. um, minor premiers and grand finalists. You had so. a big week last week. I know. Two medals yeah. and a trophy. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've hung the medals up somewhere at home. I, I don't know quite how to display them, but uh, we don't have a pool room <laughs> as such. But, uh, 
<laughs> I think on your front door. <laughs> That's an option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you know. People, I'll, I'll stop talking about it as of this week, but man, okay. maybe I should just keep keep letting people know. Anyway, I mean, how often do you get to be a premier? I reckon you should milk it for at least a month. Yeah, I think that could be the only time. Honestly, I <laughs> may well not happen again. Um, well, but yes, what's that uh, that's fun. my story. What about your stories, Joe? What's been well, going? Well, Richard, I don't know if you remember this, but a few weeks ago, I came into the hub and said, "Richard, I have the most exciting thing to talk about on the podcast." Oh, I do, I do. Yeah, and then yes. it, I didn't execute that, or at least maybe you thought, "Well, that wasn't as exciting as you expected me to be." But I wasn't going to tell you about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was happening behind the scenes, what was actually happening in my real life was that I went whale watching. Oh, whale watching. On a boat outside past the Sydney Harbour. It was so exciting. And we saw a sum total of zero whales. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) The backstory is the Budden family and I had gone together. So they've got Sam and Pippa, my close friends. They've got four kids under eight. We all went together in the boat. It was was actually a super fun time. And we did see some dolphins, but I was kind of like, I've seen dolphins. Like, yeah. I need to see a large, large animal in the water yeah. that blows water from its snout. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to see a flipper or a breach would be great. A breach, the tail. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so we, I saw Newcastle from a different vantage point. It was super fun. But the thing is, right, if you don't see whales, you get to go again. Oh, So right. on Saturday, we went again. And guess <laughs> what happened? You saw loads of whales. No whales. Oh, no. <laughs> but this time we did see some interesting fur seals. Oh, yeah. that's great. I felt that's that was a level up. I have never seen a fur seal in, in the wild. Oh, I might have in New Zealand, but I can't remember mm, it. And they were very yeah. interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, and I tell you, for this time on the boat, it was fun. This time yeah. it was much bumpier. Yeah. And I was <laughs> definitely realising, I think Pip said, she's hilarious. I think she said something like, yeah, I don't think I have the stamina to be a whale-watching cruise director or captain. I think one of the kids yeah. might have even said it. it was, we were all agreeing that it wasn't really in us to do the whale hunt regularly. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we get to go again. So really? this is kind of like a moment for ellipsis, like wait and watch to see what will happen. Dot, dot, oh, okay. Okay. So the, the, space. the next whale trip is, is ahead of you. You are going to come, come back. Yeah. And Pip and I agree that it is worth praying for. So we have been praying for whales <laughs> and we will continue to pray for whales because the Lord yeah. can gift us with the demonstration of his creation yeah. <laughs> on our I, whale trip. I, I think that would um, lead to a lot of a great praise of our, our Heavenly fa- uh, Father <laughs> if you so were too. to see the Leviathan out there. <laughs> and we would also be a little bit relieved to not have to keep booking whale visits in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's been super fun and it has been an excellent gift. So strong recommend whale cruises for people as gifts. It's a good gift, especially if a, a whale sighting is guaranteed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how this business is making money and I have also great for their financial viability. <laughs> but anyway. Yes, that's right. I'm sure they know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Shall we move um, on to the Bible? Yes. What have you, what have you been reading in the Bible? Um, well, I talked recently about Luke, and as you know, I've been writing mm. some studies in Luke for church, and I was today reading some Luke chapter 4. And so I just thought I'd comment on something from Luke chapter 4. Yeah, um, right. So I'll just read it. It's Luke chapter 4, um, verse 5. It says, uh, The devil led him up, this is him, Jesus, up mm. to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I'll give you all their authority and splendor. It's been given to me. Um, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. And um, I've always just read this section and be like, 
the devil has nothing to offer here. This is Jesus who created the world with God the Father, like God the Son created God the world with, the world with God the Father, mm. Holy Spirit. Like mm. he, it, everything is his. And then in Colossians 1, we see this so richly demonstrated, you know, Jesus overall yeah. creation um, and John 1. But the thing that was interesting to me was just the physical experience of it or the question around as Jesus and the devil are interacting, was Jesus physically on because in Matthew it talks about him being at the top of the of the temple. Was he physically on top of the second temple? Or mm. was this a vision experience? My sense would be that it's a vision experience. But that's all I got to this morning. And I was just thinking about it still would have been very, very high. It would have been windy. Mm. It would have been um, looking down on a big valley because the, the temple is up high within over the city. And that would have been quite a fearsome moment, like a big moment to to be up so high and to be having mm. this interaction. Yeah. And I just found that interesting that it's absolutely like the devil has got nothing to offer Jesus here that Jesus doesn't already own. Mm. But also it was a very physical thing for Jesus to experience. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think um, yeah, it's a little bit similar to Ezekiel when he moves around mm-hmm. um, quite quickly or um, um, Elijah at times, uh, I think. So, yeah, I think probably at, at first glance I'd, I'd take this to some sort of physical movement. You reckon? Um, yeah, like mm. uh, maybe even some uh, superhero kind of flying action. You reckon? Wow, okay, because my mind doesn't go there. But I was <laughs> thinking, well, this is a supernatural interaction between the devil and the, you know, the king of all creation. So mm. pretty sickly everything's on the table. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's possible. Um, but, it, yeah, it could be uh, uh, being led up to a mountain um, in, in Galilee in the wilderness somehow. Uh, but Oh, um, interesting. I hadn't thought may- about that. Maybe then a uh, a kind of instantaneous vision of all the kingdoms, um, mm. yeah. Which even a very high mountain won't, wouldn't be able to see all the way to. Oh, so you uh, reckon a mountain is the high place? Because I think in Matthew it talks about it being a temp, the temple. Uh, yeah, I think it's a mountain for the all kingdoms and okay, temple cause... temple for the throwing yourself down kind of thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. I've gotten myself mixed up. Yeah, well, he's certainly up. Mountain. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they're in different orders. Yeah, yeah, slightly different orders. Both oh, ways, he's yeah. he's up yeah. on somewhere high. Yep. Okay. Great. Excellent. That's cleared things up for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you wouldn't want him to have a fear of heights because he's certainly up there all the time. <laughs> I was thinking as well. Is that led me to mentioning fear of heights? Would mm. Jesus be afraid of heights? Surely not. Because though it's a physical experience that humanity has, part of it is that creation is fearsome, right? He wouldn't be afraid of what he's created, right? Yeah, yeah. That's um, uh, if he was to experience some uh, hesitation around a cliff edge. Yeah, it would be in a very godly way. Yes, great dependence on his heavenly Father. That's but uh, yeah, he would be have enough yeah human experience to resonate with. Yeah, he would any, feel it. Any, f- in, yeah, the, the struggles on our own part. But, mm. Mm. Yeah. Tricky tricky territory there, but uh, I'm sure he'd handle it better than me. <laughs> oh, and me also. <laughs> anyway, so I just enjoyed reading that this morning and thinking a bit more about it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, great. What about you? You've been reading a book by Christopher Ash and Steve 
Midgley, who Midgley. I haven't seen, but you know I do love Christopher Ash. Yes, Christopher Ash is uh, we're, he's a he's a fan of we're a fan of his, mm. um, and Steve Midgley is a uh, a minister, a pastor in England as well as okay. a. Um, involved in Christian counseling, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, this book is called The Heart of Anger, How the Bible Transforms Anger in Our Understanding and Experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I saw that on the uh, on the display of our, our friends at Wandering Bookseller and um, the author being Christopher Ash, published by Crossway, I thought, that I need to read. I Take my money. Yeah. <laughs> anger is a... Um, very, I lead a men's growth group. Anger is a very common thing to talk about in mm. men's growth groups, particularly mm. um, <laughs> with our kids, uh, 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 young kids, that sort of thing. Um, but it's not just that. It, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a really common experience. And so I thought, oh, what a, what a service to the, the church to read it, to do a book like this. Mm. Uh, um, and it's been great. So um, lots of um, lots of Bible, really each chapter is, is um, looking at different sections of the Bible and um, I think that what I'll share maybe is from chapter one early on when um, they talk about what where does anger come from, and he's uh, the authors say that anger rises in my heart when I when something I value is either threatened or taken from me, and if I lose it, I become angry in anticipation of loss. So um, I think that's helpful. Uh, mm. There's something you value threatened or taken from me, and it points out four kinds of treasure whose loss or threat or threatened loss triggers anger um now i won't make you guess but you know if we had more time maybe that'd be fun but um the first thing is control so you value treasure control and if you lose control you can get angry so um he's there's various bible illustrations of um the king of babylon nebuchadnezzar or um king saul as david's rising up so loss of control uh, the second one is possessions, losing possessions. So uh, an illustration is, is Ahab wanting to gain hold of uh, Naboth, the Jezreelite's uh, vineyard next to him. He gets angry. Uh, the third one is sexual intimacy and delight. So anger about um, uh, there's the, the, the man in Proverbs who gets angry when he discovers his wife's been unfaithful mm. um, or other yeah, deep episodes of anger in the Bible connected with that. And the fourth one is reputation. Uh, when, mm. when our reputation is threatened, we get anger. So um, the example there is Balaam, who's angry with his donkey. Um, who's, the donkey's kind of saying, why have you struck me these three times? And mm. that is to say, uh, the author's right, why are you angry? What's causing your anger? To which Balaam replies, because you have made a fool of me, I wish I had a sword in my hand, for then I would kill you. <laughs> so <laughs> Balaam, his reputation is damaged and he is, is under threat and he uh, gets angry. Same with uh uh, Nabal in, in 1 Samuel and, and a few others. So mm. I thought that was very helpful. Yeah, anger. Um, and I can imagine, you know, it's easy to think of the situations you and I might get angry in mm. that have something to do with losing control, uh, being denied possessions, um, relational kind of things or uh, reputation. So mm. um, there we are. So, yep, I'm reading it, enjoying it. And uh, uh, is it helping my anger so far? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I ha don't think I've had anything too much to get angry about. But mm. next time I, I do, I'll, I'll have a little more resources to, uh, to um, yep. Uh, diagnose, uh, I guess. Uh, diagnose, mm. adjust, repent of, mm. um, yeah, of anger. So, mm. yeah, that's what I've been looking at. As you've been um, talking about the book, it's, it's, I guess it's made me think about how there are parts in the Bible that are really quite, quite repelling. Like mm. the idea that 
that Balaam threatens to shoot, like kill his, not shoot his donkey, but kill mm. his donkey. It's quite a, we, we, we are repelled by that. Mm. Um, but I'm really glad that God's seen to include those sinful moments or wrong moments or heated mm. moments um, because that can mean a book like this can be written to help us manage our own really ugly sinful moments when we're angry. Mm. So I guess I was feeling a sense of thankfulness that that's what they're doing, drawing those out. But yeah. they also have been inscripturated. Yeah, that's right. It's um, the full um, the full gamut of scripture is here for our benefit, mm. and that means um, stories as mm. well as kind of theological statements. So, mm. well, I look forward to hearing more. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I look forward to it as well. All right. Well, we are out of time. Yeah. Um, but to conclude, a yes. message from you, Joe. A message from me. You know, from Rich Australia Conference, how I talked about Paul Harrington presenting mm. this excellent talk on humility. Mm, yeah, I do. I rem- and I rem- remember the talk. It was great. Yeah. It's available now on the Reach Australia podcast. We're part of the Reach Australia podcast network. Those two talks are now available. You would do well, anyone listening, to go and have a listen to those talks. They were great. I found them wow. very encouraging. And I'm considering listening to them, to them again. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm already putting that in my podcasting queue. <laughs> Thus ends our podcast. Uh, it was fun to chat about the win for the lorikeets and whale hunting. <laughs> Not hunting. That sounded bad. Well, watching hunting uh, and uh, Luke for and our book that we started on, Chris Fash. Sounds yeah. good. Fantastic. Well, you have a great week, Joe, and I'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. See you, mate. Bye.